heading to Rorotonga, then you need to get the unofficial official guide to Roro, and it's completely free. The helpful eight-page PDF gets you completely ready for your holiday to Rorotonga. Inside the guide, you'll find information on transportation, Wi-Fi, customs, SIM, eSIM information on the cards, scooter rentals, and so much more. To get your free guide to Rorotonga, head to roropass.com slash guide. That's roropass, R-A-R-O-P-A-S-S dot com slash guide. Welcome to the Kieran Podcast, your audio airbridge to the Cook Islands, and a show about what you will find and what you will not find in the Cook Islands. And here are your hosts, Chantal and Hayden. <laughs> Kiarana Chantal, how are you doing today? Uh, Kiarana Hayden, and to our listeners, I'm Chantal Napa. Welcome back to Kiarana Podcast. I believe that the stories and rhythm swaying in our coconut palm trees deserve to be heard. Uh, take some time out, stay with me, and enjoy your journey to be connected to my island paradise, the Cook Islands. Let me introduce you to our guests today, Jules Tama Ariki, Kiorana, and you all know Alan McBride, everybody. We also interviewed you for Te Arimanu with the vet, right? So that's Dr. Alan McBride. And Jules, you're the president of Te Ara o Te Onu. Yes, yep, right. yep, you're the president, yep, yep. Uh, and it's uh, the Cook Island Sea Turtle Conservation Society. Yeah. Cool. And the aim is to provide education, assist, and support research and focus on conservation. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. Um, what I also want to tell everybody is that how I actually know Jules is I know you through your business here at um, Ariki, right? And Ariki Adventures is pretty much one of the top water water sports here in Maratonga, I know, through Concierge, right? Everybody loves your project that you do here. Um, and I did the turtle tour with your staff. Yeah. Thank you, through Concierge, with yeah. your staff. Very exhilarating. I loved it. I loved it. Within 60 minutes, Jules, I, I saw over lots, over a dozen turtles. And it was such a great tour. My children have done that tour too with your staff. Yeah, yeah. Right, the yeah. turtle tour with your yeah. staff. Um, so we're very privileged here that that is our sea life that we can look at, right? Look at. So we're going to talk a lot today, our journey of the turtle. And then what I was thinking was, could you tell me sort of how you got into, into this passion here, please? You know, for turtles begin, you know, we'll start with you, Jules. Um, I guess for me, you know, I grew up in the north of England where we don't have turtles. <laughs> we have shipyards and industrial towns. and So being in the Cook Islands is a pretty amazing experience in itself. And then um, we just started, you know, exploring the island, exploring different areas where we would take people on tours with our, you know, as a, a marine company. And then someone said to us, why don't you go out into this passage? No one goes there because it's dangerous, but, you know, you guys have got the, the ability safety-wise to go and check it out. So we went out there and then we were like, I came out there like, oh my God. Mm. And we just saw all these turtles that it's just, yeah, I think I just got choked on the snorkel, you know. It's just mm. like far out. This is here. Mm. And that's kind of where it started, just asking questions within people who had done work before on the island, that WWF and um, 
people on the island who'd done some research, like Gerald McCormick and so forth. And no one, no one had done anything to help or protect or, you know, as, as we said. Set up you know, a society. Nothing, yeah, nothing to do specifically for turtles. Um, there obviously is environmental societies, societies here and stuff, but nothing aimed at the turtles. And the more I kind of talked and I went off to um, Fiji to a conference and met this guy from the States who's been my kind of go-to guy. He's like the guru of turtles. And, um, you know, talking to these people who that said in their life, long work and um, from vets to just you know um marine biologists and everything was like wow with what we have here was pretty amazing because they were asking me all these questions and i was like i want answers from you because i don't know you know i'm not a marine biologist so just started to learn more and trying to find out more about what was going on here and the more i learned about turtles and their behavior questions started to come up about okay what's going to happen to our turtles here because of the threats to their to their habitats and stuff, which we can you know, mm, talk about later. We're going to talk about later. Yeah. So that was kind of where that came from. And then, yeah, I just reached <clears> out to like-minded um, people on the island to, to help out. And stop the Alan McBride. Yeah. So I got involved um, at the most recent AGM. Um, just thought it would be a good idea to sort of use what skills I have. Like mm. I'm not a turtle vet by any means, but the skills and knowledge that I have to try and sort of develop a, uh, that side of things with the Turtle Society and see what we what we can achieve and connecting the sort of NGO charities on the island mm. is always a good thing. And raising awareness, I suppose, more for yeah. it. You know, when you asked me um, to do this podcast, yeah, I suppose we just... <clears throat> We're not used to societies, maybe, maybe, I don't, you know. So yeah. this is really good about um, raising the profile of it more and and then also letting the world know about our conservation that we have here. Yeah, because I think a lot of it, um, there's a lot of work that comes through national environment, but that's so big. Exactly. Yeah, that's so big. So at least when it's here with the Cook Island Sea Turtle um, Conservation, it's just turtles. Right, it's just turtles. Yeah. So you were saying, oh, but when we made our coffee earlier, Jules, I was looking and you, I was like, okay, so there's the hawksbill. What kind of turtles do we have here is what I'm going for, please. Okay, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so we have the green sea turtle, which is classed as endangered on the IUCN red list, which is a worldwide red list of endangered animals in different status, you know, like from humans to kangaroos. To, mm. you know, and then we have the um, hawksbill, which is critically endangered. So that means that they're in the real threat of extinction. Um, the greens mainly for food. They've been eaten for food historically. And uh, the hawksbills have been taken for their beautiful shell. So that's why they've become uh, to, that, to that level right now. So we've got a really good population of hawksbills, which is quite quite interesting for mm -hmm. lots of people outside of the balance mm -hmm. as to, to why and what are we doing about it. So that's our focus is to try and obviously enhance that but look after what we have. And are those the ones that are in the passage more so? They're predominantly greens, but there are hawksbills out there as well. Yeah, yeah. My um, nine-year-old was eight at the time when she did the turtle tour with your staff and she came back going about hawksbills, hawksbills, you know, and all this information that yeah, she had yeah. learnt, right, yeah, for yeah. a little eight-year-old. Cool, yeah. It is cool, isn't yeah. it? She also wears a necklace that her grandmother gave her with a turtle on it, just like what you're wearing. Cool. Um, yeah, very cool. 
And then I was thinking, like, you know, how are you funded? Can I ask you that, girls? Because I want to ask because, but, yeah, how are you funded? Well, right now we're new, so we've been going a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've applied for a couple of grants, but not been too successful. Yeah. Um, so right now we, we haven't got funds. We've had tourists. So, for example, from our tours, a percentage of that tour money we kept oh, in yes. society. Yes. And that was used to plant trees up in the northern group um, for, for a shelter mm. for, for the uh, nests. Mm-hmm. Um, but since no tourists, we've had no mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. We have Yeah, that's the bottom line is we haven't yeah. got any funds right now. So. As a society, we can we can you know apply for different things, yes. but you know it's pretty dry out there in the world at the moment. At the so, moment, yeah, you know business stuff is kind of moving ahead. But. Okay, well you know good luck with that. I'm sure it'll happen. I'm sure it'll happen. Um, if anything, we're all going to end up sort of being professional at grant applying. Yeah, the end yeah. of COVID. <laughs> all, of all of us in our different in our different different areas, right? So what kind of data do you collect from turtles and why? So currently we're doing, there's lots of different ways to collect data. Um, there is a, um, a national, within the Pacific region, there is a database that they've been collecting for years. So, but within the society, what we've done is created a, a, a photography database. So ah. basically every turtle, we take a photo. And we're ID, they were ID'd by their, their face, their, their, their scoots on the their top of their head and the side of their head and the shell. So Like a passport. Like a passport. How yeah, cute yeah. is that? Like a so, passport. Yeah, they've all got numbers right now, which is kind of sad. We'd like I to name it. them. I oh, know, like a passport. We've got the wrong passport. Like yeah, let's use that. Turtle passport. Yeah. Anyway, Turtle yeah. passport. You could use it. I'm yeah. giving it to yeah, you. Because when you, you said to me they all got the head and then the this and then the photo, and I'm like, like a passport. Yeah, and they're not allowed to smile either, so, you know. So it'll passport. <laughs> yeah, because you have everything about them. Yeah. You know, their, yeah. their weight, their colour, their this, their that. Yeah. Yep, yeah. turtle passport. Cool. Yeah, so that's what we've got right now is a collection of photos, and we try and get them from anyone who's taken a photo. Um, and any turtles that we get that we uh, are looking after. So recently we had a hope school that we were uh, rehabbing. Um, so that was, you know, we took some DNA from that one, which oh. went through a database. Yes, yeah. I we did a little bit was that that one that um i read about it in the newspaper it went on a little staycation is that the yeah, one, one yeah. um yeah. it went on a staycation at one of the resorts yeah. inside yeah. their their sea pool seawater yeah. pool yeah i thought wow that's a great place to be staycationing yeah, pretty happy yeah uh, yeah so that was a hog spell and that was caught in a caught in a net here so um yeah so that one we we so Ellen took some um, DNA from that, so that got sent to Numia. Numia, sorry. <laughs> oh, you took yeah. DNA from that. Yeah, oh. we took a we took a skin sample, mm-hmm. a fin sample, mm-hmm. and um, sent that off to someone that Jules has made contact with. Um, and that's a that's a DNA database that they're developing for tracing the trade of hawksbill shells. So yeah, tracing the trade mm. of hawksbill shells, yeah, via their DNA. So that's that's wow. obviously a much bigger worldwide yes. issue. Um, but if we can help out, that would be that would be great. We're not a. I don't think we're aware of any major trade of hawksbills here. Um, but obviously turtles can move, so mm. it all it all matters. 
And the, I mean, that turtle was particularly lucky because of the gill net. It got caught right at the right at near the surface, didn't it? So it's yeah. still able to um, take breaths. But often, when turtles get caught in gill nets, if they're deeper and they're unable to come up for air, they don't survive. So that one was very lucky, and um, yeah, enjoyed its rehab staycation, <laughs> ocean escape. Cool eh? <laughs> we should mention that resort's name yeah. just to say thank you. Yeah, yeah. No, they were great. Ocean escape. Yeah, ocean escape. Yeah, they were great. Beautiful saltwater pool. So yeah. it had hoops. Oh man, it was swimming around. I, I was jealous. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a beautiful, beautiful little property. That one. I actually like just sort of I actually like uh, a lot of what they're using of the environment at that property yeah uh, to build their tables their chairs yeah. and you know yeah, all those yeah I think I've popped in twice yeah. this year to see how they're going yeah. Woo, school bus going fast everyone just keeping you all updated we are in the village of Muri this is where this podcast is coming out from uh, that's where Jules and her husband have their uh, flying turtle cafe right and um, what are the threats to the Cook Islands turtle population, ladies? What are the threats? Come on. I mean, why not? You well, don't have to go too much yeah. into it. But, no. well, I mean, there's lots of global threats to turtles in general. Global threats. You know, is, um, you know so, you know, obviously humans taking the turtle trade, the shells, the hospitals, food for the green sea turtles. Um, fishing is huge. Nets, getting caught in nets, bycatch, and that's one thing that's become a bit more prevalent here since COVID oh. and the sense that locals. Um, when you said raise, that yeah. word raise, yeah. last week Te Opare, my assistant, videoed raise at the front of Fritz Rarotonga. Oh, I think I saw that. Yeah, I think I saw um, that, yeah. But you didn't put yours up on the internet, um, but she was sitting there having dinner yeah. with her partner. Yeah. And she came to work the next day and she goes, Chantal, I have Fritz Rarotonga right there, she said, at Right, pretty much. Yes. They're ATO. Yes, yeah. yeah, you were saying it was right at the beach. And how many of them were there? Yeah. Four. Four. Amazing. Are they jumping out the water a little bit? No. no they're just swimming yeah. around. Just swimming around? So if you imagine there's a gill net, what a gill net is? Yes, yes. So if you imagine there's a gill net across there, so those would swim straight into it and they would just, they wouldn't be able to get out. Mm. So that's the challenge, you know, as far as the threats within the Cook Islands is, is, the, is the fishing is, is still a big one. But for the turtles here as well, um, when turtles are born and they hatch and they dash to the ocean, they make a magnetic imprint and they go back to that beach to lay their own eggs. Oh, wow. Magnetic imprint. Yeah. So that's where they go back to. So unfortunately in Rarotonga, there is no nesting beaches at the moment. So any turtles that were born here, um, there is nowhere for them to lay their eggs right now. So how's that done? The outer islands? Do we have them born yep. on the outer islands? Yep. yep. Because we're going to move to you, um, Alan, and I want to ask you about your puka puka trip. Yeah. You know? So we, I mean, we know there's nesting sites in Aitutaki, a, nest, a, a nesting site at least, and then certainly across the northern group there's turtle nesting. Um, but, yeah, Rarotonga, I mean, we all know what the beaches are like here. They're just too interfered with mm. by the general public to mm. have a safe. And maybe Swaro, I don't know, Swaro might be, you know, because no one's up there. I think Swaro does. Yeah. Mm. yeah. yeah most, I mean, but you've been to Puka Puka. Yeah. Mm. So Puka Puka, um, I was there in February this year mm-hmm. and um, just while we were there heard about it, a little turtle hatchling that had got distracted by some house lights and instead of making its way into the ocean after hatching it had turned around and wandered into someone's house oh so wow. um generally that 
little um, stroll to the to the sea is quite exhausting for turtle hatchlings. So I think it was quite um, tired after that, and I, the people there were um, feeding it and trying to strengthen it before releasing it. Which I don't know if that's you know necessarily. Uh, it's hard to say because it needs that magnetic imprint. Um, how that turtle hatchling is going to go, um, but it was it was okay in Puka Puka. But, yeah, I don't know how that story ends. I assume they will have released it back into the ocean. How many ocean. people are in Puka Puka? Alan, did you find out while you were there? Oh, goodness. I'm not sure. Not many. Mm, not many? Not many. <clears throat> it's pretty cool, though, if they're being, you know, hatched up there on the beaches. Yeah, exactly. Fantastic. And those sorts of islands, I mean, they have much more undisturbed beaches mm, and areas. Mm, mm, like and that's that, what they so need. They that's what they need, undisturbed. Yeah. And, I mean, there's the global issue of climate change with rising temperatures and things um turtles are um turtle gender is affected by um their by the temperature so um that severely harms turtle populations as well okay yeah that's good i just learned something new i love it i always do <laughs> every week i always do just the you know the temperature yeah. um and affects the, the gender yeah. and the sex yeah, yeah. wow and okay. the tree planting in um, um, Tonga River was hence the tree planting. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. So, is there any advice or message that you'd like to give out to the community, our community, and nationally? You know, we'll stick with our community first. Any message? Obviously, the nets are a big one. Okay, the gill yeah. nets. I mean, we can't say don't use them, yeah. but yeah. we can say just check them, check them, check them. Yes, yes. Um, don't leave them out too long. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, let us know, you know, this turtles washed up quite frequently, especially at Avenue, places like that, and we'd like to know about that so mm. we can check them out. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the communities who just bury them without um, those check, you know, especially. Yeah, at least we've got um, some, yeah. 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 And, yeah. Yeah. Basically, just, I mean, the schools, I was just saying about the schools. Mm. So, Tiukio School, mm. we went and did some education Yes, there. you did, where my children go. And we were amazed at how much the kids knew already about the turtles. And it was so cool. And hopefully some great marine biologists coming out of there. But, you know, that's starting with a kid, we've got to go to that level. And, well, Jules, you know, that, you know what, I'm just going to attribute a lot of that to um, you here at Ariki Adventures because my children have been young adventurers, mm-hmm. right, yeah, young adventurers with your group yeah. that you have for youth. Uh, they've been part of that for two years now, so they've learned a lot about uh, the turtles in the water through through you here. So well done. Keep going, yeah, right? Got a lot of work to do, but yeah. 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 So thank you very much. No, thank you. Right? Yeah, Education, yeah. research, conservation, te ara o te onu. Uh, Cook Island Sea Turtle Conservation Society, Jules Tamariki, Ellen McBride, Hayden, thank you very much. Right. So thank you to our guests. Uh, it's been a pleasure, as always. Thank you to our listeners. Hayden and I are grateful and appreciate to you all. Hope you learned something new, as I always do. Kia orana, may you live long. Aerera, farewell, and kia manuia. Good luck. Thank you for taking time to listen to the Kiona podcast. If you love the podcast as much as Chantal and myself love making these podcasts, we would love your financial support. We sadly cannot run this podcast on coconuts alone, and we would love some financial support to help make this an even greater success. If you feel compelled, head on over to kiranapodcast.com slash donate to donate. Have a fantastic day, and thank you so much for your continued support.